Hello, everybody. Welcome to Banana Split episode 19. Today, we've got a double whammy of guests today. So exciting. Uh, once again, we have David back for the third or fourth time. My God. You can't get rid of me. It's just no. not dessert without that right. dollop of extra thick chocolate, chocolate brown and, sauce. Uh, everything else. And then now we have a new guest. We have Hazel in the Hi. house. She's... Uh, uh, I guess feminist uh, cosplayer. You done a, a, a it's cosplayer. not just a feminist; it's a third wave intersectionalist yeah. feminist. Get it right, man. Absolutely. Wow, you're such a white knight. Yeah. Um, that's great. Uh, did you have a degree in gender studies or something? No, no. Um, but I do study uh, an English literature major, so I've been looking at field. a lot of the philosophers. Okay, uh, I studied both philosophy. both genders in biology. Okay. Uh, 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 see, I study plant science. There are more than two genders. I oh. can tell you. Right now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there is, but uh, yeah, Hazel has graced us with her presence in uh, just to lend her her voice and opinions on all things geeky and the news today. And uh, there's a lot happening today, Patrick. So, uh, what's uh, the update? Yeah, um, I didn't do a full. I did a 12 hour day and then got home completely wiped out. So it was enough just to have a shower and then do a brief check in on the usual uh, suspects. Um, but we do have a lot to talk about anyway with the release of Justice League, so that's going to be the main focus of this episode because I believe everyone here has seen it. Mm-hmm. Two of us saw it together. That was a romantic oh. night, wasn't it, Ben? <laughs> we managed to score oh, yeah. some free tickets. Um, we saw twins. some celebrities there. We saw uh, Black Cat, um, ran into Josh Elvin. Minor and, celebrities. Who I called Tim for some reason because right. he reminds me of an old friend that's also tall. Um, and handsome. And Black Cat, I was going to say hi but then I forgot her real name for two seconds and then just got t- too embarrassed. But yeah. You forgot gr- to say hi, Gabby. Yeah, that's all I was going to do because we left the aisle at the same, you know, when you leave your row of seats and she was like right next to me, but I was just too like shy. Starstruck? But, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like that. When you hear someone do 30 or 40 episodes of a podcast and then you see them in real life, it's almost like that whole running into a celebrity thing you know i don't think i'll ever have that feeling with you pat no i don't think that's it no i don't think anyone would ever have that issue with me but um yeah and then they actually had cosplayers turn up which was cool uh there was at least what seven or eight yeah Yeah. you know flash uh there's two or three batman batmans and then captain boomerang harley quinn of course who's everywhere um that particular cosplayer uh there was a decent aquaman wasn't there um from the photos i saw on beyond cosplay um, that was yeah, that was in Melbourne. Yeah, if you so go to our beyondcosplay.com website, um, I posted one photo uh, of the cosplayers standing up the front. And everyone, we did the cheer um, competition, so who got the loudest claps and stuff basically won the prize. I'm not sure what that yeah, was. I, I clapped for the Flash. I didn't want like the Flash was good. Wonder Woman to win it again. In, yeah. like typically these competitions, um, yeah. you know, she's all the eye candy and stuff. But. Yeah, I don't know. Flash is Flash pretty, won, I pretty eye candy right there. Yeah. Did the Flash was he the winner? That, hey, look, look at my pop vinyl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. we all got a free pop vinyl as well, so we really lucked yeah. out on that one. But yeah, I, th- I believe Flash won the cosplay kind of sound off. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But it was it's very close cause... between those two, uh, definitely. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, so we're not going to go to the Justice League review just yet. No, no, we've got some other so, like uh, appetizers to warm up with. Um, Yum. The usual one, I try and start really, I don't know if anyone else is as interested in this guy as I am, but I always seem to put him up the front. Um, there's been a bit of, uh, I need a theme song for this dude. He's my Tony Stark. He's my, um, I guess, again, we've said it before, but Vin's 
personal saviour died, so there's not much you can really report on. So he's Steve. your Steve Jobs. Yeah. yeah, Steve Jobs. We've got a photo of him up there on it's the not wall. It's a photo, so. it's an autobiography. He's got autobiography. a shrine to Steve Jobs what? right there where he can see it from his bed. It's a book. Yeah, well, I don't know. Mate, I'm why? sure he'll pull the candles out. It gives out. me inspiration when I turn around mm. and procrastinate looking at my figures. I look at his face and I'm like, I yeah. better get back to work. What about him inspires you exactly? Look, honestly, it's it's his genius marketing. Mm. Um, it's his creativity. It's blending technology and creativity together. Mm. I don't agree with uh, his tyranny at times. Mm. Um, he's a tyrant and then his relationship with his daughter. We all know that. But his specific contributions to technology yeah. and Basically, we think about what's after the iPhone, what's before the iPhone. Because mm. can you imagine life without the iPhone or that revolution of technology? Yeah. You know? I no, I get that. So you're, you're of the mindset, basically, that a man can be greater than his weaknesses. Like, you, you basically focus on his accomplishments rather than his... Um, well, that should know. be in people in general, mate. It's <laughs> yeah. like his own creation. Yeah, but there's so many examples of men who, or women who have created beautiful, amazing things and given so much to the world, but then also have, like, horrible personalities. Um, you know, I could go on all day. Like, mm. especially lately, we've been finding out about so like, many. Yeah, you know, I, Bill I Cosby, agree. John Lasseter, now Harvey Kevin Weinstein. Spacey, yeah. Harvey Weinstein. I don't know how much he gave to the world. Um, oh, he gave he them money. Like, yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, without him, there wouldn't be uh, Clarks and Chasing Amy and a lot of those guys. Like, um, he was behind uh, Goodwill Hunting. Um, which is probably a bit more well-known. Yeah, and a lot of Tarantino's work. Tarantino, yeah, yeah. Without mm. him, there'd be no... T- so, fair enough. Okay, Harvey Weinstein. He was a um, major player. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, big time. In, in the Hollywood, I mean. Like, not, not like, on, like yeah. hey, you're a yeah. player. No, I mean, he was a major player in Hollywood. Yeah. And it just seems to be the culture right now is anything that that person has done is now erased from history or going forward to any future projects. Like, Kevin Spacey's been re-shot like, out of the movie that he was in. Like, to do that so late, bef- so close to a release date, that's never happened before. So, but, and then now the whole thing with Brett Ratner and Gal Gadot refuses to to another um, film with Rat Pack's involved, mm. which is... I know, and that was... I was watching Justice League, and that was one of the first things that the popped up The first logo that popped up yeah, was, was Rat, Rat Pack, and, and I was like, ooh, are they going to be around again, much right? longer? yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, they're behind the scenes. It's easy enough to change them, but you can't really recast Wonder Woman now that she's really got it by the horns. She's got the power now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After the proof of concept film was really made successful. Mm. Um, Yeah, she's got all the words. So, of course, get them fired, I guess. Well, the other Mm. thing is, is that it's being accountable for your actions. And from what I understand, that sort of thing has gone on behind closed doors in that industry. And it's been there a long time and yeah. finally it's being addressed yeah. it sounds like things have just reached a boiling point and things have boiled over it's like it's... you can't keep the mentalities of the golden age of hollywood from the 30s and 40s mm. in today's society um about like you know what you need to do to become a star to become famous and you know it's like you know, unfortunately dirty old powerful men in charge of making these choices like you know it's like it's now fair game with social media to like be accountable for your actions um, but also it's on the other people to uh, be a star on their own actions as well, not just what they did to get um, parts and stuff like that. Some of that action should be called upon as well on both mm-hmm. sides. Yeah, no, I just find it, where do you draw the line in terms of still honouring the work? And well, Yeah, there should definitely be repercussions for that behaviour, but um, yeah, it's tricky when they've, when someone's produced a lot of actual artwork or well there's no there's no reason you can't still enjoy the art that they Mm. made or Mm. be a fan it's like i'm a fan but this person is 
you know, problematic is mm. an overused term in the, that example. But it's true. Like, you can like something, but also be aware of why there's a problem with it. Yes. Yeah. Um, John Lazarus, who came up with recently, um, the allegations. Um, yeah, it's like, obviously, Toy Story. Like, you know, when you think Toy Story, you think John Lazarus. You know, one of the you know one of the first CG animated um, uh, movies that's revolutionised animation and films in general. Um, and but you know, yeah, his name's on it and stuff. But like that is the work of a hundred hardworking individuals um, creating that art. And yeah, so one one person's bad name and reputation shouldn't tarnish that work. Other people's hard work um, for achieving that. Like you know, it's like yeah. Rat Pack financed a movie and stuff, you know, but you know the creative, the writers, everyone involved um, with those productions, and then the Weinstein Company, um, and um, uh, the, when it's more the individuals like um, Louis C.K. and mm. things like that, that's when it can be held accountable. But like when it comes to figureheads or people of power in companies, you know, it's like it's many hands. You know? Yeah, yeah, to boycott an entire company. Yeah, sure, the culture contributed to it. Yep, and someone should have said something earlier, but. I mean, I, I, hopefully you should be able to isolate the cancer, uh, like the problematic behavior. That's one of those words that when I first heard it, I rolled my eyes, but now I just drop it all the time. But yeah, no, hopefully you can, you can excise well, that sort of, those people. My rule of thumb is more of a, your role as a, considering we're consumers and not law enforcement, our role would be primarily to, what was the word, um... Minimise harm. Our role is not necessarily to punish someone. Yeah. But if we believe um, we can vote with our wallets, if we want, yeah. that's up. That's, that's you know we earn the that's money. The power we have. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's your money. You no one can tell you how you can and can't spend it. Uh, but to me, I always think it's well, recently anyway, specifically. Uh, I, I feel that your role is to minimise harm to the people who've come forward and said something has happened that has hurt them. Uh, and listen, you don't necessarily have to suddenly go on some sort of crusade or whatever to the other person because sometimes these things don't have any evidence other mm. than uh, someone saying, this is what happened, this is my account. Now, you can believe that account, but also be aware that your role is there to support that person and mm. not to punish someone else that you don't know because you yes. don't have the evidence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Either I, way, I found it's, my it's reaction to the allegations against... George Takai very problematic because I immediately was like, no, no way, not George. Um, And hopefully it's going to turn out to be as spurious as it seems. But, you know, obviously if it was someone else that was well known for being a bit of a a cad or a, you know, uh, womanizer is probably the wrong term in his case, but someone that had problematic behavior like, say, Kevin Spacey is like the one that, yeah, predatory, but he's just not that. He's just, you wouldn't expect it from, which is always the old thing, like, well, you know, no one saw it coming with Bill Cosby, you know, America's father figure. So you can't really use that logic. But yeah, it was just such a shock to everyone because he's been such a champion of, you know, the victims and of that sort of behavior. So yeah, it's that's a tricky one. But I, I sort of feel like you also have to be aware that people change. Mm. And sometimes when we're younger, we do things that, as we get older, we learn are not okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, you can't take those actions Yeah, back, he was supposed to have been 20-something at the time, and that guy was only a few years younger, and who knows? Um, maybe something did happen he couldn't remember. But um, Which was kind of the same thing with Spacey right in the beginning. it was He was quite young. The boy was a lot younger, so still not cool. 
Um, so it was it was definitely worse than what the allegation is with Takai. But what compounded it was it kept happening for his entire career. And, you know, as soon as the first thing came out, then there was this snowball of other people coming out. And that hasn't happened in the week since the George Takai allegation. So hopefully that's, you know, some kind of vote um, of confidence. So, yeah, anyway. But it's not just um, uh, you know, sexual now. It's just like um, Rosita Jones leaving... Um Toy Story 4, like, you know, she based it more on uh, racial... Um, yeah, yeah, she said it was nothing to do with his behaviour like that. It wasn't yeah. a so harassment thing. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely right. creative. Because some article alluded that it might have been his behaviour, but she had to come out her, and it, was, it wasn't just her, it was her and a partner. Yeah, um, yeah one of the writing... Um, yeah, yeah, they, they both came out on Twitter and said, no, we, he didn't do anything like that with us, it was just... The creative differences. Mm. So. Well, the other thing is, is that you people treat different people differently. Mm. And one thing to keep in mind is, just because someone's a really awesome person to this particular group of people, and yeah. they've never seen them do anything like that, mm. doesn't mean that they're not capable of it. No, exactly right. Yeah, yeah it's funny about the whole Quentin Tarantino and Harvey Weinstein's. Like Weinstein would never, you know, do those behaviours with Quentin. Mm. And that's why maybe he never he did was it in quiet front of, about it. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm completely shocked. Whether you believe that or not, it's like, well, Quentin is not a young, hot, blonde, uh, you know, uh, up-and-coming actress trying to make it to the big leagues um, that Weinstein would prey upon. But it's funny that, uh, Hazel, you talked about, like, voting with our wallets or making change. It's, it reminds me of the EA Reddit Battlefront fiasco. Oh, here we go. They basically had the most downvoted... Um, Reddit made the in news. The, ...in the history <laughs> of Reddit, like, more than minus 500,000 uh, downvoted in the comment. And that's and not just the most downvoted comment ever. It's, it's the most downvoted comment by a factor of 10,000 or like something. In the like history of Reddit. Like and yeah, it talks about yeah. loot boxes and how it's a form of gambling. Just like some EA marketing kids. guy just trying to explain, oh, yeah, we're yeah. here, we're listening to our fans and what they want. And just, right. you know, just that marketing spiel, just like... It was so contrived and mealy-mouthed yeah, and like the and worst possible thing anyone could have said from that side of things. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. whole Battlefront 2, like that was, well, that launch has been really mm. tainted by um, the whole um, microtransactions um, involved with it. And then like, yeah, with the fact that it hurt mm. it so much, like one of the creative marketing leads of Disney had to call up EA yeah, yeah. and say like, you need to fix this. Like yeah. you, you are tainting our brand, like, you know, because EA has paid... For a ten-year contract um, mm. for Disney, thing they're they're four years in now, and yep. if you look at the content they've really produced and stuff like that, it's, it's not, really putting no. a bad spell in. Um, yeah, but not video game fans, Star Wars fans. Um, they've got six years to turn around. I can't yeah. see it. The culture they have, they just voraciously hoover up any small video game company that's doing well and gut it. Yeah. So, and they're well known for being predatory, and basically they'll turn a great indie like promising full of potential young company and just turn it into a husk yeah unfortunately it's it's always easy to pick on ea uh mm. the bastion but like you can see it in their mentality um of how they're creating their games like you know it's like they see the success of um the loot crate system and the microtransaction yeah. systems and the gambling system and taking away from free to play free to play games and bring it into mainstream games that people are paying full top dollar to start with and then no you got to keep going you got to keep buying to pay. Yeah. and like it's one thing that's gone on the radar that i've noticed um this week was um uh another ea game that came out a couple of weeks ago uh need for speed um 
payback. You know, mediocre, I saw some screen caps mediocre, of that mediocre with the racing game. Yeah, yeah. With that system, you know, when you think a racing game, you think, oh yeah, win some races, get some cash, mm. buy an engine, buy a turbo, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Here yeah. in 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 either speed, you win a race, you get one of you get free speed cards, mm. and these speed cards attribute to your car. And then every hour, you can go to your garage and you might get a random speed card. Um, or you can use real currency to buy speed points wow. in order to get shipments of uh, more cards. So it's basically uh, to like improve, a, So then it's like not yeah. working hard to race to yeah. improve your car. It's like, no, it's a random lottery generate pick like, you know, to literally mm. just like add a booster card on a car. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not mm. just Star Wars. It's everything EA is sort of touching. And then with Anthem coming out, they want to take like, that Destiny model um, it's there. It's been so successful, but Destiny doesn't have the only multiple transaction uh, they have there is um, cosmetic. It's just like, oh yeah, we can. Yeah, it know, doesn't. It's not. You can't. You can't buy armor. Yeah. You can't buy guns. Right. Yeah. The key gameplay. Of, nice. um, what you're talking character. about with Hearthstone is you can basically pay to win. I, well, yeah. Well, Hearthstone is different because Hearthstone is a collectible card game, and by its very nature, like Pokemon, like Magic: The Gathering, like all these other Dragon Ball, um, you buy packs in the chance that you get these uh, rare or legendary cards. Um, but three years ago, you could make it to legendary ranking as a free-to-play pl- player. Yeah, you could do really well um, even without the special cards. But now, because there's so many cards, so many constant releases. Um, it is a pay-to-win uh, factor. Um, and so the loot crate system in Overwatch, uh, I think that's very cosmetic as well, right? Yeah, it's all cosmetic. Yeah, so that's okay, I, I guess. Right, okay. It's also based on the attitude of um, what people think of the game's companies. You think Blizzard. Oh, no, I love Blizzard. Activision, same company. Oh, no, Activision, they want to rip us off. EA, they want to rip us off. Mm. I was going to add that this reminds me a lot of um, a conversation I had recently with a friend of mine. Uh, she was talking about how particularly in mobile gaming, because mm. like, I do yeah. play a bit of mobile yeah. games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, a lot of it is, you know, in-game purchases. Yes. Mm. Uh, and they make their money off that. And she was telling me this amazing story. Um, apparently, there's one particular company, uh, they were, you can, you can data line who, you, who plays your game, especially the particular tier of people who spend the most to find out what they like. And she was saying there was one case uh, example where they found out that the person who paid the most for their game was some random individual in some um, Middle Eastern country. I can't remember which one. But they were able to find him on Facebook and add him Mm. as, like, a dummy account and found out that his favourite soccer team, what they were, that he was a huge fan of them. So they released content of skins with that particular soccer oh, wow. team, oh, wow. and you, you could you had to buy them as well as their rival team. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard. And you could dress that. like your characters yeah. into them, yeah. and I was just like, "Holy!" That's cunning. I got to get almost given points for that. It's like the whole thing with Facebook had um, some controversy recently, where they're surreptitiously using AI to listen into your conversations when you're not actually on Facebook. Yeah. So you just my phone's right over there, and right. if we talk about cat food and, targeted and having ads, a cat right? and yeah. You know, for like two hours, then in a day or two, yeah, I do. Um, I'll start seeing cat food ads on my Facebook newsfeed. So yeah, and I've seen a few YouTube videos which seem to verify that that's what happens. I, I do have but, to yeah. say though, um, one point I was doing a uh, a zombie bride cosplay actually for Zentown, mm. which is coming up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did the zombie bride. And uh, I started getting wedding advertisements on my Facebook page for wedding dresses. And I'm like, I am looking. I am looking for a wedding dress. That's right. (laughs) 
<laughs> Man, saving all that data. That's nuts. Well, that's the thing. It's just like, oh, I was at work um, and my girlfriend pointed out this dress is on sale. I was like, I'll oh, check out this dress. So just on the website, I'm um, looking at um, Diana Ferrari on my work computer my Facebook was logged in and now every time I log into Facebook anywhere at home on my mobile and stuff and all that one of the support sponsored ads is always for Diana Ferrari I'm just like okay like, you know, <laughs> not even all my likes of like my bands or like mm. things or like all the movies I see you think attribute it's like no literally it's just like a same source computer just like you know on a different on a different um, browser just picked up oh yeah you're this is what you're into well, well, speaking of data mining, actually, um, really interesting fact. Totally take this to trivia with you if you like. They, uh, the highest paying uh, individual for people who are marketing, like mm-hmm. the one they want to target the most usually, are pregnant women. Yeah, they'll buy anything because it's the whole baby thing. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they it's are. Like, oh, I need this for the like baby. It's the that golden nesting, yeah, yeah. goose or whatever you want to no, talk, call personal it. Personal yeah. experience with that and i can, can yeah confirm that yeah that's what happens anything Targeted. that might possibly in some way assist or help with the baby it's right. going to end up in that trolley yeah cool so, um, yeah do you have any news on elon musk well you... that was where it started yeah what the hell man? Um, there was three things that popped up uh, on thursday <laughs> last week which i hadn't that was the the one thing i had going but we ended up doing this podcast a bit later than we um hoped but yeah last week on thursday he released the uh he did a big sort of fancy media blitz, um, what do you call that, like a press conference yep. demo. Um, but he brought out his big truck. So that was exciting. Looked like something out of Tron. It was pretty cool. Uh, it can uh, go basically, I think it was 500 or 700 miles. It was with six, a full about, around about the 630-mile range yep. um, on about, compared to a diesel um, truck, mm. um, it's about, it was like 16 cents cheaper to run or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, he said basically within a few years, like within a year or two, it makes its money back. And yeah. it was funny, he's so, that's what I like about him. Um, he's very unconventional. He doesn't do the whole marketing speak thing. When he does, it seems like he's reading it off the page, but a lot of the time he'll just start ad-libbing. Like he said, well, you know, everyone thinks Teslas are expensive, and they're right, but blah, 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 blah. And it's like, how many, would you ever see someone from, Ford or GM step up and say, yeah, Fords are expensive, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, like, and then his new Roadster <laughs> compares. Here's my $200,000 Roadster. Yeah. Here's what you're going to pay for a Lamborghini, which doesn't, which, which like, you know, with oh, speed, um, get miles per gallon, yeah. um, stuff like that, wear and tear, stuff like that. Was Yeah. Yeah. The like, stats are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he said something like, blah, 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 10,000 mutant meters to talk, blah, blah, blah. And I was th- sitting there thinking, that's got to be a typo. Or like a, fl- a flub. There's no way he said 10,000. He must mean 1,000. But yeah, I looked it up and it is actually... If you're not a car guy, um, it's hard to make sense of. Even for me being a car guy, I can't really wrap my head around those numbers. But it's almost like the thrust of a Saturn V rocket booster. Having something like more than... Like the fastest, strongest engine that you can buy in a petrol-powered car. It's like one of those big V8... Or V12, AMG, Mercs, like a German car, like the Lamborghini, you're looking at, um, you know, half a million dollars. And with those, you might get eight, nine hundred newton meters of torque, which is basically how much thrust, how much sort of power is a top end speed, whereas torque's like um, how much that kick in, the, in your guts when you launch off the line. Like that's what gives you your actual pace around the track, so to speak. But uh, 10,000, I can't even comprehend how. 
I would, I don't know if I'll ever be able to afford one, but I'd be quite happy just to sit in one um, for, a, for a nice little... Well, they're currently set up at um, Westfield Pitch Street. Yeah, it's like, like, are they? Every time but, I walk, I'm walking past the new, a Tesla model. Yeah, not cool. the new Roadster. Not the, not the new, no, that was yeah, the that's like, not yeah, The SUV till, and the Model 3. Yeah, no, I see them every day because uh, I go to a site right next to the dealership and I'm just like, oh. But, uh, and I saw one today. I had the number plate, oil, lol. So good sense that's of humor. Cheeky, yeah. But uh, yeah, so anyway, the other thing he did was... Uh, the bet. You didn't write back to your letter? I haven't written a letter. I should. Who knows yeah. where that'll go? But yeah, no, he, he made a bet with either it was Australia or the Premier of South Australia and said, look, I will have this built within 100 days. This huge battery farm out in the desert where, you know, basically if there's another huge storm and it knocks out their one... Um, solar plant. Yeah, they've got a solar plant. They've got wind farms, something like that, because they all went green. But then it proved to... Uh, not really have the capacity under full load, so uh, he promised to come in and he fulfilled it. Yeah, today it was announced that um, just short of 100 days, it's all done. I mean, it, it did cost us $51 million, or well, at least that state, um, but it's all ready to go. So, Will yeah. we see any benefits here in New South Wales? No. No, South Australia, it's enough to power 30,000 homes for an hour in case That's there's right. like massive outage or something. You that's read the a, same article. That's a lot. Um, it's like you shared it on our website. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> oh. People see that stuff? Yeah, we wow, see all good. your sharing content, Patrick. I'm an all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've got to be mindful. I've got to stop sharing uh, boring articles. Um, what else have we got? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. This is something which will be a great segue because I've been recently watching the new Star Trek series, Star Trek Voyager. No, that, like that is not the series. <laughs> wow. Star Trek <laughs> Beyond was the movie. I don't look at the title. It's Netflix, man? so it just plays. It just keeps playing. Discovery? You can skip the intro. Discovery, that sounds oh, right. Oh, sorry. I figure it out. All I know is it's got the black chick from Walking Dead, and, you know, she just rocks. She she just she owns it. And she's not... That's the first... Um, you mean know, that awesome woman of colour on the film? Wait, is that the same actress? Name. I didn't yeah, yeah. know that. I'm, I'm Googling I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, it came out it's six Michonne. months ago. Sorry? But, it's no, it's not, it's not no, Michonne. No, her name. Uh, I don't it's not know Michonne. the actress's name. And I was about to say, it's not her. No, no, it's the one that was put in a coffin. But I don't want to spoil it too much after. It ends badly for her, basically. So now she's on this show. Um, and it's the first time where the main Free character isn't the captain. Wow. I love Satpass. So guys, spoil central. Well, it's six months ago. Come on. If you haven't seen it yet, too we late. have We have this thing called lives, and we may not yeah. watch every single well, piece of media that existed on Earth, irrespective of when it came from. Okay. Yeah, where. still, you had As time. a huge Star yep. Trek Trekkie. Yep. Like, oh my God. Um, I absolutely adore that this show has such a different range of people that have been picked for it mm. in the sense of body type that I noticed straight away one of the um, like the sidekick mm. friend the redhead whose name I yeah she's forgotten. definitely a fuller bodied woman I love that so I'm that's like, cool yeah. Yeah, I barely noticed it though it's only that you've mentioned it now that it occurs to me but yeah, yeah well it's not just that it's because but, when I saw it I was like oh yeah she reminds me a little bit of me mm. and then she mentions how she has like a neurodiversity issue where she chatters a lot and I'm like yeah. oh my god that's also like me um, have you ever watched Grey's Anatomy I have not, no. All right, there's a character that pops up in season five that's basically her, 
um, and just annoys oh. the crap out of uh, Meredith Grey. Okay, so the actress's name no, you, is... You guys haven't seen Grey's Anatomy Sorry, either? Sonequa? Oh, you got to get on it, Stick. It's an awesome show. Sonequa? Okay. What? So- Sonequa, I think. I can't pr- pronounce Sonequa. it. S-O-N-E-Q-U-A. Oh, wow. That's a black name. Martin Green is an American actress and producer. I didn't know she was a producer. My sister well, is a producer. Everyone's a producer go. now, aren't they? It's like herding cats, is yes. what I understand. It's like having an arts degree. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, she's good. Well, she looks different on IMDb, but yeah, she rocks. Okay, and yeah. yeah, first main character that's not a captain, she's a lieutenant or something. Though I'm sure she'll get the ship eventually. I love um, that she's also part... Um, oh, God, my brain's going blank now that I'm talking about it on a mm. podcast. Um, that she's that's part, how it works. Like, she's been raised by Vulcans. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, it's Spock's dad, so... Um, where else was, yeah, the whole point was that there's an episode where he talks about taking risks. That's the captain. He has this inspiring speech and he's trying to convince, um, he's got a very kind of the the lieutenant, I guess like the Pike character, no, not Pike, um, Rickard, Riker. That's who I'm trying to think of. Like right. a second in I command. I have seen the show. That, that's, no, but that's, never? That's never. next gen. Why are you yeah, talking Picard. about that? I'm saying he's equivalent. I think uh, Picard's the captain. Right, but the next generation second was Riker. Riker. Yes. Riker. Riker. I think it was Riker. R I K E R. That's right. So anyway, the current Sex Riker beard, is basically this tall, skinny alien dude, and he's super, super um, risk averse. And the captain has to make this great speech about why we need to take this risk. That's what I remember. I might be a bit off, but oh. basically, he references great people in the past, great humans that have made all these big jumps. It's like Asimov. Nikola Tesla, Elon Musk, and then there's some name that's obviously in our future. Like they have to have like a fictional great inventor. So were they yeah. all male? I didn't notice that. Uh, probably. I can't remember. Maybe the fictional name was female. <laughs> it, it's totally. <laughs> but I'm surprised if they were. Then that no, surprises no, the, me because the, it I almost remember. seems to be self-consciously. Putting in genders and coloured yeah. people and bo- different body types. I remember now. Um, the last name, one of the last names, was the captain played by that famous Asian actress who I loved. Yeah, 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 Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle Yeoh's character was, right. yeah, was named Crouching somewhere. Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and James Bond, and yeah, she's really cool. But my favourite film of hers, Eat, Drink, Pray, Love. Uh, if you don't come out with that. With tears in your eyes, then you are a robot. I have not seen that film. Oh, it's However, I would highly recommend Eat, Drink, Man, Woman. That's probably the one I meant. Is that the time She's not in that. that. I don't believe she's in that. Maybe. Is that the one with Julia Roberts? Because they have a similar oh, God, no. sounding title. So maybe. No, no, no. I have um, to look her up. I have to look this Eat, up. Drink, Man, Woman is a Taiwanese directed <laughs> film. It is. God oh, damn it. It seems too easy to on the mic. <laughs> it just it's throws the microphone across the room. No, I barely touched the... There's this lovely um, sound desk set up here. All right. While you're looking for that, I'll talk about a film that I saw two days ago, mm. Train to Busan. Oh, you oh, finally yeah. saw it? I finally saw, saw it. The Korean zombie Come movie. What would you think? I, I thought it was like one of the best zombie movies I've seen. Yeah. It was so emotional. I, I was bawling with tears at the end. Really? Um, and then I, I love the message that it, that is spread throughout the film. And uh, me being Asian, I'm like, yeah, I can connect with these people straight away. It's like, this is my town. And um, I think it was over-dramatized with the Korean drama-esque Yeah, you go with that Korean drama. But I didn't mind it. I'm like, it's like a feature-length Korean drama with, with great with effects. And, yeah. I, I had to say, it was weird they had the jock and the cheerleader thing happening in there. Yeah. 
was that just a shout out to America or something? So any you know any Westerners watching it would be like, oh, you usually know, they're the ones one of the main victims um, in Western zombie movies. You know, there's always the jock and the yeah. cheerleader. It's like the high school pair. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it's funny that we mentioned this sort of like whatever whatever you want to call it, like a call out or whatever to a nod to another you know another culture. Yeah. Um, because when you do global films, you want them to have a global audience, so you yeah. want to you know, drop little things for the major audiences you want to pick up with your film. Such as, I think recently, one of my friends pointed out in Moana, the pig and the chicken are very much placed in there for the Chinese audience. And I was, mm. when she mentioned it, I was like, oh my God, Which you are completely Moana. right. Moana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it very much is a Chinese thing. And China's a huge market at the mm. moment. Oh, I no, think almost every film that's come out. Yeah, I was going to say, the cast like a Chinese person, the location is in Hong Kong or something, because mm. China's like, like Warcraft was probably 75% Chinese, like, I like yeah, Warcraft. Yeah. And, and Global, uh, both sales. Ultron and... Oh, he had a great butt. Because um, Transformers, they had some... Transformers and Ultron were famous. <laughs> it was one of the best films I've seen. Yeah. It was the best. Uh, and I think, isn't that why Michael Bay's put part of Transformers in China? Oh, that's what we were just saying. Sorry, yeah, I was that's, just yeah, thinking they, they, in my head something yeah. else. Sorry, and to go back and self-correct, Eat, Pray, Love, is that the one you're talking about? No, I'm oh, talking about Eat, Drink, Man, Man, Woman. Well, see, that's... And yeah, that, that is amazing. That doesn't have Michelle Yeah. No, it does not. No, I don't know why. I was making fun of you. Sounds like life, dude. (laughs) I'm I'm embarrassed because that's what I thought it did. Don't be. It's fine. Um, Although if you want to watch someone else's culture in 10 minutes, Mm. watch the first 10 minutes of Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, and it does a great job of showing you Chinese eating culture specifically in a nutshell in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, it's all about eating. Uh, Actually, it is. The old guy has, uh, he's like a master in um, Tai Chi. He's a master chef. And Tai Chi. Right, Are we bleeding into, uh, uh, what is it, uh, the Karate Kid now? No, no, no. He's not like a, he just, there's one scene. Cause he's Wait, the are you playing, talking about I haven't seen any of these movies. I, seen I don't that. know what the hell they're talking oh. about. My favorite Michelle Yao movie is Super Cop 3. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, Police, Super Police Story 3. Super, 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 Super Cop, that sounds westernized, bro. <laughs> 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 I'm getting triggered right now. I was talking about Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, which is the Taiwanese film about three yeah, sisters yeah, and their father. Super bad? Yeah, yeah. Oh, does he no, have this Tai Chi? Yeah. I forgot that. Oh, it's been for a while. Oh, okay. The byline of Supercop? Yeah, the byline of Supercop. And he doesn't want to leave the yeah. kitchen? It's in the kitchen because it's a chef. I have forgotten this. They're trying to get him out and they can't move him because he's got this awesome Tai Chi stance and there's like 10 cops trying to move this guy and they can't touch him. I don't know how realistic that is, but... I don't recall the scene at all. Yeah. No, well, I was a 15-year-old when I watched it and that was like the only dude moment for me in that film was my really? girlfriend at the time was like you have to watch this because she was Australian born Chinese and that was like a window into her it was like her and her mum's favourite it's a film. Taiwanese film though yeah but you know sorry I... speaking of coordinated <laughs> fights trying to break into the Chinese market we all saw yeah. Justice League yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna, we got there okay <laughs> thank you God how does that Just call me Dave. where's the um, I didn't see any sort of pandering to China in there Did I? what did I miss Oh god! This is like <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice segue, but where's the well, all the Hollywood market? Like one thing that the um, DC could do is like to break into the Chinese market because the domestic mm. box office the movie did didn't do so well compared no, to like Batman vs Superman. Not yep. just the DC movies, just generally superhero movies. Like, yeah, they made ninety eight million um, its first week um, in America, which, which is, is still a lot of money, but compared to what they, you know, I don't know if it'll it'll make a profit eventually. Of course, I loved. Yeah, they wanted 150 or 200 million. So, 
Uh, I loved, what was his name? Ezra, the actor? Ezra yeah, Miller. Yeah, yeah. Ezra Miller. Oh, he was great. He was amazing. Um, I, I really enjoyed um, Gal. Is it Gardot or Gardot? I can never remember. I've heard Gardot. It's Gardot. Yeah, it is Gardot. Gardot. Okay. Oh, okay, that's good. Apparently she just released, um, well, actually it was a few months ago, I'm listening to old episodes of HBO, Hollywood Babylon, and they were mm. talking about a video she released with a lot of her blooper reels. Like, Cute. Where she, and apparently it's the most charming thing you could ever watch. So <laughs> I have to go find that after this. But yeah, I've known Ezra Miller from um, uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. And I've seen that. To see him as this, like, you know, just awkward, like... Yeah, he's sort of like the audience's um, <laughs> gateway that into this movie. group and stuff and all that. Um I'm not too sure about the whole Aquaman bro. Um, Surfer bro. Yeah. Actually, okay, full disclaimer. Um, mm. I probably shouldn't mention this, but uh, the actor... who Jason was, Momoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I served him in a club lounge once. Okay. And he didn't leave the best impression. Like, he seemed like a nice guy, don't get me mm. wrong. But he kept doing stuff that made it hard for me to do my job. And I knew what, he was like, like trying to. Was he flexing? We're going to hear this whole story now. So all the moist. details. Were oh, okay. Yeah. Basically, he kept taking stuff out of Club Lunch, and you're not supposed to. But his room was right next door, and I was like, "Look, fair enough. He's you know in Game of Thrones. Mm. We're all fans." But like, I was like, "Okay, I'm just I'm just not going to so say things, too much. He's not yeah. really supposed to do that. It's going to make my job kind of hard because if any other guests see him doing that, then it was going to be hard for me to be like, well, you know, he's special. I he's couldn't really rocking. do that. You can't really, you know. I didn't really want to. Yeah. He was having fun." with his friends what I've heard of the convention scenes as well he has that reputation as well because he does a lot of Australian Mm. uh, conventions as well well he kept leaving the door open and the hotel we were in is an atrium hotel which means it's hollow down the middle so you can there's like a balcony forming around in rings and there's a hollow centre so all the noise bounces around and everyone on every floor can hear you when you're laughing and having a great time on the top floor. Sounds like he had a hollow center then. Yeah, and it was kind of Ouch. annoying. And like he I'm sure he's a lovely person, <laughs> but he made it very hard for me to do my job. That biased me a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. Mm. Uh however, the other person I had the pleasure of serving because I think uh Comic Con uh, sorry, Oz Comic Con was on at that time, which is why he was there. Uh who's the black actor in Stargate? The one oh, with the forehead one? piece. Oh, Teal'c. Uh, oh. Teal'c, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. He's at every convention. He yeah, yeah. was so freaking polite. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. Oh, he's he charming. was so polite. And I was, I served him and he was um, like just polite, sweet, amazing. I was like, I don't even watch Stargate, but now I kind of want to because of him. Like, he, <laughs> missed, he made such a lovely personal impression. Christopher Judge. Thank you. That's his name. I've seen him do quite a few Q&As. That's the one I'll go out of my way to see because he always just ends... Um, Everyone's in stitches <laughs> by the end. So Yeah, I totally need to SG1 catch up. SG1 has 10 seasons of it. Oh, my God. So it's a bit of a... Oh, I'm so behind. I watched it when, um, yeah. when I was in primary school. I would always like wait afterwards at 7 p.m. on Channel 7, and it's like the best show ever because uh, even as a 10-year-old kid, you'd understand all the themes and the aliens. And But T.O. Kill's very cold in that. But Indeed. He developed into a really nice, charming dude. And Jason yeah. Momoa was in Stargate Atlantis. I don't watch That's right. Yeah, I, never, I didn't see a lot of that one. That was his first big break. Yeah. And the only reason he got into acting was because he injured his leg, knee, something like that. When it, while because he was a professional ice hockey player, and he was going to be the next big thing and draft pick and all that. But um, same as not really the same as The Rock because he went pretty far in wrestling. But um, yeah. no, nothing, not, not at all like The Rock. The only difference is they were both athletes once and then became actors mm. but uh, obviously um, it, and Kevin Smith asked him because he came he was sitting next to him on a plane once 
Um, do you regret that? Like, if you could go back and not have that injury, would you, you know, take that opportunity? It's like, no way. I love being, I love this life. So, so. to go back, obviously, we got spoiled for choice when it came to superhero movies mm. this year. Yep. Mm. How does Justice League rank for you? Just generally, just as a film, standalone film by itself in the DCEU. And it's the and, last um, one of the year, isn't it? Uh, if you don't count Star Wars as yeah. a superhero No, it's not film. a superhero. No. Yeah. I mean, that'll be the last genre movie, but the last kind of sci-fi. <laughs> Next you're going to say My Little Pony is a superhero movie. Excuse me. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, did they even done a movie? Yeah, yes. it's out. Yeah, and well. it came out on Melbourne Cup Day of all days. Yes. Because as anyone who is a fan of horses knows, Melbourne Cup usually ends up with one or two dead horses. So yeah, I yeah. Uh, decided to rebel and go watch My Little Omelet Pony with a friend of mine. Trifecta is magic. It was surprisingly dark for a kid's movie. Can I just say that? I was... Yeah. Stuff goes is down it the, pretty... Is it the, is it the one where one of them becomes like a live-action girl in school? No, or that's that Equestria Girls. Yeah. It doesn't exist. It's not canon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. But there's so, been a lot of hate for this movie uh, from critics initially, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes didn't want to. We're well, talking about Justice League, yeah, yeah. right, yeah, going back for to once Justice League, about Justice League yeah. Yeah. for <laughs> once, please. Um, and then there's like basically it's just had very polarizing opinions. Yeah. Like some absolutely loved it, some hated it. Some were clearly Marvel fans, um, but me personally, I found it to be to be an okay of a ride. Um, you know, my issues was it was. Um, it went very quickly from scene to scene because it had to establish a lot of the characters and naturally mm. when you have a large... They were forced to do it in a shorter time. Na- yeah, though. naturally when you have a large ensemble cast, um, you don't have those like little nice moments of conversation. Um, it's usually just ex- exposition. Um, they all writing. got their moments to shine, but yeah. not to like create that partnership or duality with certain people. Uh, except for like Wonder Woman, like she had a moment with sort of that leadership role, bringing people together mm. in each little thing to like believe in the team. Other thing, like, but other than that, like, um, you know, you don't see, you know, um, Aquaman and Flash having a moment together or anything. No, like that. did anyone buy the chemistry that was kind of forced between Batman and Wonder Woman? I mean, no. obviously, she wasn't into it, no, not really. but Batman was sort of this stuttering. I mean, maybe it was just, um, what's his butler's, what's Alfred's? Alfred, he's the actor for that, he's Jeremy great. Irons. Yeah, he's really good, but he kept kind of poking him to, you know, you need a girlfriend, let's, let's do this, ask her on a date, sort of thing, or. You know, trying to tease him that he does have feelings and he's just burying them. Well, but I mean, would you have feelings for someone that you know is going to live for another three thousand years while you just get old and die I'm in the living next living the 20? moment, man. Yeah, I just they're the ones that's going to have to live with the pain, not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go for yeah, it. Yeah, she's going to say goodbye to someone she loves. I found yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I don't like to deal with those like semantics or details, but um, yeah, that rom- that romance or supposed romance mm. felt quite forced. Um. I, I, basically, this movie was all Flash. I mean, if, if Ezra yeah. Miller wasn't there, I would have given it a worse score. Yeah, um, it was yeah. way too the, serious. Was all the other funny. characters. And apparently, a lot of that yeah. levity came in with the re-shoots uh, from uh, Josh Whedon. Um, you can clearly tell when it yeah. switched from a Zack Snyder film mm. to uh, Josh Whedon. And I'm not as, as good as I'd like to be with visual language, but from a lot of the reviews I've read, it's quite clear, even alone, just from the composition... Yeah. And the filming, uh, like Zack Snyder's really good at setting up shots. He's always thinking about what's in the foreground, what's in the background, what's happening on the screen. And it's visually, design-wise, it looks amazing. The opening credit scene where it's just like, you know, right, Superman is dead. mm -hmm. Here's how the world's coping with that and stuff. It looks like a a music video of like, you know, a sad version. That is Zack Zack Ryder. Zack! 
Snyder, Snyder to a T. Well, I was going to say, right. when you compare Justice League to Superman versus Batman, yeah. they both open the same way, at a funeral. Yep. Is it, ah. Right, yeah. yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to watch this out of sequence more often. Because <laughs> uh, you pick up on visual cues. Also, I don't know if you recall, but there was a scene in, um, it was Batman versus Superman, where the Flash actually, Ezra Miller, yep. comes back and tries to, to warn tell, Bruce that um, yeah, um, Finger was the key. That, that uh, Lois, Lois is the Lane, key. Yeah. Who I totally cosplayed. Yeah. At another rent previously. I, I remember that. Her. Oh, so yeah. that when Ezra did that, that as the Flash gone went back in time to tell him something, that would be after Justice League. No, it's it's about Justice League. It, yeah, but it's before. before. She was the big the gun. Yeah, it's, it's before, but the big guns to convert Superman. Spoiler when they alert. alert! Spoiler alert! They know Superman. Lois Lane is the key. Yes, so that's, that's how he knew yeah. that yeah. Lois. It's would not. Come it's down. not about the foreshadowing of the dream he had about um. Yeah. Um. Dead. But I don't get when the Flash yeah. did that. In the real, like, oh, it will happen in the future, I'm sure. That's what I mean. So it happens after the Justice, yeah, which I think is so weird because it's like when you have a character who can go back and forth in time, and you it's like Chekhov's gun, yeah, once it's there, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Because, uh, like, once someone went I'm back in time, they have analogy. to go back in time. For yeah, sure. the, it was, I reckon, it'll definitely be touched upon in Flashpoint, clearly, mm. where the whole subplot is about um, Flash going back, altering. Um, time and fixing timelines yeah. um, and stuff like that and once he knows he can break the um, so the time force the time barrier or whatever speed, would be speed isn't it speed force speed force he uses the speed force to go back in time and um, like that yeah he'll there'll be a moment where he goes back to Bruce Wayne to mm. let him know that that was so sad because out of all those characters I mean Superman's obviously the big one that they um, bring back everyone knows that it's on the posters it's in the yeah. Yeah. They kind of keep him out of the trailers, but everyone knows. Uh, that he's... Okay, did anyone did the CGI to cover up uh, Henry Cavill's beard well, annoy anyone? I didn't, or I, didn't notice it. I didn't even notice. I, it. Could. I didn't notice. It was... it. I didn't read I, about I, it. I was right at the front row. How did yeah. I not see this? Yeah, well, I'm watching it again tomorrow, and I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on it. You can clearly, it's, it's, it's like it's not just like on one scene he's like yeah, CGI face, and the other one yeah. he's like normal Henry Cavill. It's like. Camera shot for camera shot, it switches between like normal. Yeah. Fo- it's it's, it's like it's so it. jarring because like yeah, mm. then he, he just looks like those um, uh, uncanny valley. Um, yeah. kind of thing. Even though it's only just his lower face, it's just like. Well, does he look like a Kendall or what, something? What? Yeah. Well, yeah. He looks like Kendall. The 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 opening scene where it's just on the camera phone, the kids interviewing him. Yeah. That's a CG scene that Josh Whedon. You, you can just clearly see that it's not Henry Cavill's beautiful, defined oh, okay. chisel. That's right at the beginning. Yeah. Features. All right. It, it, I, I completely like I didn't read any of this no one told me about it right I just came in and I'm like wow he really shaved really well for those <laughs> things but then after reading about it and I watched it a second time I was looking at his mouth the entire time for those scenes and it still didn't jar me have you seen it twice? there's any Red Bull yeah. fans it looked like oh, Crichton okay. yeah it's like I, I don't know man it's like call me I'm not a perfectionist but yeah. his mouth movements were fine maybe too perfect again like a bunch yeah it was super too perfect. I still enjoy it as much the second time around um, well, with different people, I yeah. enjoyed it, okay. um, and the jokes was good. I think my favorite scene was um, the interaction with uh, Superman and Flash when they meet for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but it's when the Flash realizes that Superman can kind of tell. They have a speed. Is that a spoiler? No, it's no. generally known. Like, yeah, you know, when Flash, Flash realizes like that, Superman can can move as fast. Yeah, yeah. his eyes are following him around the room, and he's and you see the look on the Flash's face. Yeah, and it must what? be a Josh Whedon insert. And it's just like, oh, because he's kind of, even though he's yeah. moving super fast, he's in slow motion. Yeah. Because um, there's a yeah. debate, who is faster, Superman or Flash? I say it's dependent on the author. Me, personally, it's the Flash. 
interesting right? um, technique I just wanted to interrupt with. There's this interesting uh, photography medium that I had to study at school. Most people have heard of it. It's, uh, when you film reactions in super slow motion, it's more entertaining because mm. you can see exactly how the emotion is conveyed using your facial muscles. Mm. And it tends to, I feel it tends to be a bit more uh, enjoyable to view. So like when someone suddenly, you know, smiles at the camera and it's a genuine smile. In this case, in the slow mm. motion with um, the Flash's character being mm. like, whoa, fuck. Just yeah. really, uh, you enjoy it so much more because it's slow motion. like the most natural acting... Like to me, he didn't seem like he was acting. It just felt like a he was real just genuine. Being, you know, oh no, it's like um, so, Hazel, I actually want to ask you about this because apparently there was outrage with the uh, Amazonian costumes. Maybe oh, yeah. it was too uh, the armor change. The, the armor was the king so Tell me, tell me about your thoughts on that. Um, it was summer. <laughs> yeah, it was really hot. Eh? Oh my it was like god! By temperature. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Who the hell walks around wearing bikini, leather bikini stuff? Especially if you know you're going into a fight. Why would you do this to yourself? Why would you expose that much? I loved the designs because it was a different designer, FYI. I think it was a guy, a male designer this time around. It was a female designer in Wonder Woman. In Wonder Woman. The costumes had already been made, but they still chose to go with a different costume designer. Mm. I remember she... uh, did a book about the costume design, the one that did Wonder Woman. And uh, because there was a lot of people wondering how they got the sword down her back when she switched to the dress in the scene where she Kegels. actually confronts... Kegels. <laughs> Kegels. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, so she does drawings of how it would work and someone had found this art book that she produced after making the movie and there was an article that she'd written and, and it was about how much detail had gone into matching the armour to what very similar designs to what they would have worn back then. Absolutely, because so, it's about defence. You, you so much attention yeah. to detail. You yeah. ne- uh, just a quick thing that most people know, but just in case you don't, when you have boob armour, and that's the armour where I'm talking about, it looks like someone is wearing a push-up bra. Breastplate, yeah. Yeah, and you have metal along there. That is a bad idea. Mm. If you want to go to war, do not wear that because it's centering everything onto your sternum and when someone strikes the rim of that it will break your sternum so don't do that it's a really bad idea like it looks great if you want to look sexy or whatever that's totally cool do that but be aware that is very highly impractical when it comes to defense Mm. uh it is not a good idea so i was um i liked how gardot's one wasn't too overtly boob per se it dips a little yeah. It's supposed to have a dimple. Um, mm. But yeah, no, that was I think it was more her lower half that kept getting shown a lot. Oh my so God. many butt shots. Man service. I, yeah. could, I was so annoyed. I was like, mm. I want my Ben Affleck bat nipples. Thank you. Like, <laughs> Jesus. I well, do miss Dark Hill. Well, you're not fair, satisfied with his, his uh, back. costume off at one point. He was wearing his tight leather span. What about Jason Momoa's body? Like, they showed him all that. film when he's in the water. Yeah. That was pretty But we've already seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> Are you complaining now? Yeah. <laughs> I need more. I need well, obviously, more. Flash had the benefit of like the TV show. Like people knew that character and sort of backstory. So when they hinted, like, "Oh yeah, here's Barry Allen's father. Um, here's certain aspects of how he got his powers," everyone knew that. So obviously, the biggest, the, one of the biggest hurdles for that movie was obviously Cyborg introducing that to a mainstream audience who really doesn't know who the Cyborg character is. You know, for all they know, mm. it's a, it's a affirmative was, action hire. Which one, Cyborg? Was Cyborg? With, oh. so, 
have. No, yeah. that could be seen in the general public. So how do you reckon? I like that. How do you reckon um, Cyborg's character was portrayed? Um, Who was that? Oh. Which one was he? I'm not used to it. Is that one of the? <laughs> it was just so forgettable. It was like, yeah, you're he a bit played a key role in the plot, and yeah. he, I reckon, it was very oh, surprising. Yeah. Like he's acting just like how he I, was I, understanding I, his powers, but yeah, I missed him without Beast Boy. He's so much more fun with Beast Boy. Booyah! So when he was like Booyah, I was like, there's no Beast Boy. It's just not. It was such a lame Booyah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he, cool. Well, they are going to do a Teen Titans movie, so well, I he think belongs to Teen Titans. Honestly, man, as a fan, it should have been. Uh, Martian Manhunter or Green Lantern as the original I mean, Justice they did have a League, Green right? Flashback scene. Yeah, that flashback scene was amazing. Just mm. like you know, I want to see that background movie. characters they had. Yeah. Um, just showing like, Ooh. felt like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, was like right. elves and <laughs> yes, humans coming did. together. I've seen that. Yeah, uh, mentioned a few times. Yeah, yeah I told my mates about it. It's like, oh, we're like, and Latians and humans come together to fight. Uh, what's his name? The great big bad. Um, what's oh, the worst? Mr. Wolf, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Yeah, the worst. Uh, oh. I didn't like him very much. I think he no. wasn't very he was menacing. He served the plot. It was a paper thin plot, and he was a forgettable villain. Yeah. It was mainly about obviously the team coming together. Like I probably, I just didn't hate this film. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I when I compare it to something like um, Age of Ultron, where I actually mm. felt disappointed um, or anything like that, and. You know, it's just like everyone said, oh, Batman vs. Superman is too dark and gloomy. So, and then there's complaints about this movie being too funny. But mm, they can't win. You're yeah. always going to yeah. get a few haters. So, I don't know. I, it was definitely, I didn't go in with any expectations and I had a good time. Yeah. I, I did have to say, when I was um, watching it, uh, in comparison, Ultron to, um, is it Dark? I've forgotten his name already. Dark Side. Dark Side, thank you. Uh, when it was Dark Side and Ultron, in comparison, the thing I miss most is how Ultron totally showed off his ass in that huh. movie. That actually Life. spoke... Because there were a lot of reasons why they would have filmed him that way, I felt. And I felt that it really focused on the fact that he was really vain. And that, oh. that was awesome because you could see the Tony Stark in him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And like, yeah, and it was Great. James Spader mocap who's just, who's just got an impeccable ass already. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for Dark Seat, his helmet confused me when I first saw it. You mean Thanos? Saying Steppenwolf? You're talking about Thanos. And... Oh, I'm getting so confused now. Yeah, okay. I'm it's sorry. Similar, like, they I'm have not the, used to this. Like with Thanos, he's got his kind of like lower level tier sort of henchmen turning up. Yep. And they're getting, you know, whack-a-mold. So eventually he turns up. Yep. And whereas with Darkseid, you don't even... At least with Thanos, like, in the post-credits scene, you'd be like, ooh, who's this guy? They've, said it, they've said it twice. No, no, no. Yeah, you're talking about Marvel. But only fans Thanos would know who that yeah, is. Marvel. Thanos is Marvel. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about Thanos. So this is Ultra, okay. I was, the, the, okay, who's the villain in... Just, the Justice League? It is Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf's the guy that gets you down that you see running yes. around. Yeah. But Darkseid's the big bad He's behind the, him. The master right. of Steppenwolf. You don't even see. Okay. There's not even a Sorry. visual. All villains look the same to me now. Like I'm so triggered with <laughs> the color. The well, there's always a compatible Marvel thing. villain yeah. and hero yeah, yeah, to yeah. the DC version. Yeah. Right? yeah. And if you look back at it, a lot of it is DC's creations and then Marvel's version of it. Mm. Um, or anything like that. The only real original um, Marvel creations was the uh, X-Men. Um, mm. and Wolverine yeah but a lot of the other characters are direct answers to Iron Man is a direct answer to Batman um, 
Yeah, oh, know. was that dead shot that we see in Justice League? The death. I oh, right at the end. You waited till oh. the last. Oh, I yeah. saw the last yeah, scene. If you don't, you've got to wait to the very end. Yeah. I'm going to edit my bit out. Halfway sorry. through the credits, no, we'll just put a spoiler warning at the beginning. But like, yeah. this is because uh, it's, it's been out for two weeks now. I was yeah. very. It's like by the time anyone listens to this, it'll probably be a few more weeks. Well, the other thing is, I completely thought for a second when I saw the mask, I instantly thought it was Slade from Teen Titans, and I got so excited. No, it is. That's the same character. It's the guy. Deathstroke. Deathstroke is so Slade in Teen Titans yeah. is Deathstroke, which hmm. is the ones from the Arrow TV show. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, he's who Deadpool is based on. Yeah. Is, he, yeah. Austra- is he an Australian actor or just an Australian? No, character? so uh, yeah, so the, it's a New Zealand actor who plays right. in, in Arrow. Yeah. And it's Joe Monta. Oh, you know the guy who's married Magic to Sophia Verga and Magic, Magic Mike. Mike guy. Yeah, Magic that gorgeous stuff. Yeah. And he is, <laughs> yeah. he is Deathstroke, and like, and he yeah. actually was campaigning to be Batman. Like he was in the casting for Batman. Way back, yeah. Um, I do so. actually like the version of Batman right now. Um, well, uh, don't get used Batfleck. to it. Batfleck. Batfleck. I do actually like it because it's a refreshing take, and it's like addressing that he has serious issues. It's apparently in the three movie deal. <laughs> what that about the solo Batman? It's not going to be Affleck. What about yeah? What about Affleck's portrayal of Bruce Wayne though? Yeah, oh, great. that was weird. Yeah, that's, that's the, the thing. thing. It's just like, and Ben Affleck literally lives Bruce Wayne's life in all honesty, and yeah, it's just like he's just. It's not just like, yeah, he's doing it to 20 years, so yeah, he can be cynical and stuff, but like his jokes seem very out of place, and mm. his relationship with Alfred just seems so not there. Like, it's just like, this isn't someone who's nurtured you for since you're a child. This is just, well, a, this is just a disgruntled co-worker. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, it's not mm. completely wrong. It no. felt a bit like a um, Batman of the future. What was it? Batman, Batman Beyond. Beyond. Batman Beyond, yeah. It felt like that kind of Batman, mm. because there's that... There's that one episode, which if you haven't seen, um, I don't care if I spoil it for you, sorry. It's a 90s cartoon. <laughs> no, sorry. It's fine. There is one episode where uh, I think some sort of scarecrow-like character or whatever gets into Bruce Wayne's head yeah. Yeah. and starts talking to him, making him think he's crazy. And at the end, he, he realizes he's not crazy. And yeah. when Terry asks him, how did you know? He because goes, well, I don't call myself Bruce yeah. in my head. I call myself Batman in my head. No, he doesn't, he doesn't say that. He just says, well, I, don't, yeah, I don't refer to myself as Bruce. Wow. Yeah. Know, which implies that yeah he he's always talking to himself as Batman's the real him essentially mm. so I could so totally see is. how maybe that's why he chose to play it that way I mean um, previous actor's name mine has gone blank uh, who Christian did Batman Bale. Christian Bale yeah. he did a great Bruce Wayne I think yeah he was good very charming Val Kilmer was a very underrated um, uh, Bruce Wayne Val Kilmer has the most distracting Batman lips I have ever seen because they're always open they're always open (laughs) so pouty well Uh, the only time I saw that and I think it was just one scene near the end the final showdown they did a you're looking up at Batman and I don't want to give away why but he seems quite happy and it's just he's got this open mouth and it just looks I don't know if it's CGI or whatever it is but it just looks really hinky do you mean Val Kilmer? I swear. No, no, no. Um, Justice Ben Affleck League. in Justice League. Oh, okay. There's a scene right near the end, and he's just kind of like, ah, you know, with his I'm mouth. I'm gonna rewatch and, this again. Yeah, so he was like, half, oh. half in a happy place. Yeah, at it that was point. a smiling Batman, and it just <laughs> yeah, looks so, team. It was like after getting used to like sad Batfleck, it was just wow. Okay. It's well, it's there for comedy relief because he yeah, has a support yeah, network. Just, I wasn't know. Mentally prepared for it. I can't wait if they do when they do Flashpoint. It's like, and if they're gonna stick to the comic, like who are they gonna portray? Batman in that, like, because it'll clearly Wait, be a different character and actor. Flash, Flashpoint. Because oh, oh, his, of course, because Batman's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, can we say that? No, yeah, I, I mean, Flashpoint's been around. Can for we tell? Years. 
Okay. That's Batman's father. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas Wayne is yeah. Batman. In, uh, I loved that twist. Yeah. It, it was a bit scene forced, where he but I loved the letter, it. And then he gets to take it back and give it to Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I love how he's like, you're a hell of a messenger. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful story. The weird thing is, I haven't seen it. I've only heard Kevin Smith tell the story about 17 times. It's so. on YouTube. Just go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, um, yeah, and then obviously, like, the whole Martha excuse used in Batman v Superman, how's that going to play out in Flashpoint? Well,. What happens Martha. with Martha? Yeah, what happens it with was her? a little no one, bit twisted. No one said her name in Justice League. That <laughs> name did not come up at all. Yeah. Once it was just, I think, Mother. Mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so everyone's got their thoughts now. Can I get a yeah. uh, consensus on score? So everyone give out the individual scores and why out of 10. For Justice League? Yes. Okay. Hmm. I'm really I was torn on this one because I did enjoy it. There was lots of, I've got lots of issues with it. But I still had a really good time, so I don't know. I guess that falls into like the area of a seven for me, somewhere like that, maybe six, seven. It wasn't as, like I said, Marvel movies to me, I'm always going to be a lot more emotionally invested in because I've got to know those characters over a longer period of time. And it's, they're just a bit tighter and a bit generally, there's exceptions, but generally they get it just bang on every single time for me. But I still enjoyed it, so, and it's got potential. They're obviously going to make more. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm along for the ride. Seven. Um, you know, I, I, I had fun watching it. Um, I didn't hate it, didn't love it, um, but I, I just finally, I finally enjoyed it. And obviously with the Justice League movie, it's one, something we've all been waiting for as kids. Um, but, yeah, I just found it was a good distraction, nice movie. So mm. when I think fun, distraction, DC, I think Batman 66. So I'll give the movie 6.6. 6. Huh. Nice. Hmm. I'd have to say I agree with Pat about seven or just under seven. Mm. So roughly there. So roughly between you guys. Yeah, I could totally, <laughs> but depending on my mood, I could fluctuate between a six and an eight. I was a little so, disappointed in a little bit of the film uh, in that it, there was a lot, I think, that Wonder Woman as a film sort of brought to the table that they didn't engage with. No. And I wish they had because yep. it would have been really interesting to explore yeah. that a bit. Whenever further. she was on screen, she just seemed to elevate it in terms of its importance, in terms of its. She just, I don't know, there's something about her where it's just like, she, I want she, to see everything. She's the most established character there. Like, yeah. Batman was introduced in Batman v Superman. It's just like, here's a new Batman you've got to get used to. All right, we enjoyed that portrayal of it. It's a character we know. You know, um, Superman was in um, uh, Man of Steel. He was in it, like, you know, he's got an establishing thing. But then the other characters, obviously, that's their debut in the film. So she was the most established character. Yeah, mm. and Vin, what, what would you rate it? Yeah, um, I agree with you guys. I'd give it a six and a half purely because um, it was a fun ride. Um, there was a lot of one-liners, um, but I felt the, the characters and the interaction with these characters compared to, say, Winter Soldier, um, wow. it's just not as <laughs> fleshed out. Yeah. Right. Um, but, I mean, I, I liked it purely for the visual spectacle and the K-pop when Ezra Miller oh yeah it was K-pop yeah K-pop that, that was the best part yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah six and a half for me and I just want to establish something like when it comes to ratings and rules it's just like six not bad like it's yeah, good yeah. it's enjoyable you know for us to hate a movie it'd be what in the ones and twos yeah. basically yeah. You said well, what movie would you give a one or a two for example, Ooh. the room. What would you give? No, no, it's a ten. I can't wait for the disaster artist. I still haven't seen um, that. Oh, hi, Mark. I have to see it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, one movie. Um, oh, oh, oh. Um, what's the one with Tobey Maguire is in it? 
and he's crying, and it's I I want to say not, it's not an X Men film. Spider Man three. It might have been. I just remember yeah. there is yeah, a scene. Yeah, Tom when he's Venom. There is a scene oh. where well, I think it's Tom McGuire. It might have been one of the. Um, x-men movies i can't remember but he's crying on screen and i'm watching it like i'm so not into this film and there's this tiny little spider crying up clawing up his jacket and that was the only thing i could remember from that scene is watching yeah. this tiny little money spider crawl up his jacket and i was sitting there thinking did anyone know that that <laughs> was there a Spider-Man movie. it oh. was a tiny little spider, tiny little money spider. but um i was just sitting there being like i'm so not immersed in in this scene at all like why mm. he's sad and everything. I don't care. I'm more interested in the spider crawling up his yeah. shirt. Well, hopefully they get it right with the Venom movie that's coming out with Tom Hardy. So yeah. Looking well, forward to that. Consensus, everybody, was for the score from 6 to 7 for Justice League. I mean, yeah. go see it, but as Dave said, it is a distraction. Uh, would you see it more than three times? I think when you buy the DVD release... Of course, but... If they do an extended cut like they've done with the other DC releases, that'd be good, you know, because this is one of the shortest DC movies. Um, well, it was two hours, wasn't it? So yeah. I wish they could have done more in two hours. There's a lot of films out there that do a lot of development in two hours, like Train to Busan. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was also going to raise one other thing. I don't know if anyone else noticed this. My friend and I were watching it together and she picked up on it in one way and I picked up on it in a completely different way. There's a scene where, spoiler alert, I guess, maybe, no. not really, it's at the end of the Justice League movie uh, <laughs> where Superman and uh, Cyborg are laughing because they've just, like, you know, they've yep, done they, the mission. They, they stopped the doomsday device. Yeah, and they, they just burst out laughing yeah. and Wonder Woman's like, oh, I'm working with children. And my friend interpreted that as, you know, thinking of men as children and enabling oh, men to not what? be adults. What? And I was like, I guess you can, I, I guess that, uh, yeah, because there's that whole stereotype where a whole bunch of people are like, oh, men are like children, you need to look after them. And I'm like, know. you that, mean they're adults? That sounds like you're looking for a reason to be upset. Well, no, that, that, I understand what she's saying, that it sounds like it reinforces that paradigm that men should or should get away with things because they're essentially children. It's like, well, no, they're adults. Mm. I base on their character, not their gender. Well, that's what I... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but I interpreted it something else because yeah. I went, well, she is right. They are children compared to her. How old is she? Exactly, yeah. And that also made me think, wait, how the hell do you socialise with people who are so much younger than you? Uh, I guess mm. when you get to a certain age, it doesn't matter because I mean, you're an adult. Everyone to her would be children. But everyone to her would be like kids. She's right. the mother of the group, so, literally. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that changes the whole oh, I would say grandma. Mother. Yeah. I would say she was the uh, what do you call it natural um, matriarch of yeah. the group. Well, actually, yeah. that's yeah. something I'd like to ask you. Also, yeah. um, uh, how did you think of uh, Martha Kent and um, uh, Lois Lane's characters in this movie? You know, they didn't have a lot of screen time and stuff and all that. Mm. But like Amy Adams' portrayal of Lois Lane is obviously something that's very yeah. re- regarded um, and revered. Mm. Um, how do you think their time with like in this film? Yeah, particularly? yeah. yeah. I liked it. Stress thing and. Uh, I didn't really concentrate so much. I did notice that they passed the Bechdel test, yep. um, which was right. awesome. Yep. Which we need to probably cover quickly what that is. It's something to do with how many women have uh, It's, it's uh, three speaking. rules. So yep. there has to be um, more than one woman in the film. Yep. Well, Both women have to talk to each other. Yep. And right. the third is what they talk about should not be about. Uh, yeah, it can't be about the men yeah. in the film. I like that. And uh, that's true. That's what the, in like, one of the conversations yeah. they have is about the farm. Yeah, because yep. that blows my mind. I would never think to come up with those rules, but now that you mention it, now that it's out there, I'm like, you can think of so many ridiculous scenarios. It's like, oh yeah. wow, yeah, and they so just don't movies. happen yeah. in so yeah. many movies. It's weird. 
Uh, I, uh, yeah. I wonder if Logan passes that test. No. It's, There's the kid and that's it. Yeah. Which, but yeah. she's a female. And but she does she talk to, to the nurse at that point? Is she talking? Oh no! There's yeah, the woman talking to the to the um, no. There, I would because there's one point where the woman who she's renting the room from oh, yeah, comes out to yell at her, room, yeah. and she's telling her about the girl. Yeah, not Logan, obviously. And that's yeah, yeah. So that's off. technically a conversation yeah. that's right. not about oh, a man. Wow, that's a thing you dive into. Yeah, maybe. I have one final comment, which was I forgot about this, but my gripe with the film was. It seems so easy for the superheroes to dominate the enemies. There was no sense of stakes that at hand. It's like, oh, they've done the doomsday device. It was great. Um, and then, but then everyone seemed to like play their role so perfectly, too pitch perfect. Except for Flash, who was like, I just push people and run away. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even that comic relief, you know, I didn't feel that urgency or rooting for this character because I knew they would save the day in a convenient manner. I mean, even for the Avengers, when that came out for the first mm. time, you know, when mm. Iron Man, like, falling down and stuff, there, there, there was that sense of, like, emotion. Well, Flash got his growth, like, Batman right. had to sort of, so like, okay, I'm going to give you one task. Mm. You're going to do this, and once you've done it, you'll sort of figure it out for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like, you know, oh, I can do mentoring yeah. um, Barry. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, I'm Understandable, but, you know, a bit more. Yeah, and Cyborg, I gave yeah. him a bad rap, but once he started... Um, getting in touch with his abilities a bit more because he, like Flash, had to discover them as he went. He was constantly developing. Yeah, um, he did have a little bit of fun. So any moment where he actually had fun, it was like, ooh, that's nice to see. But yeah, mostly he was just dark and brooding. Well, that's the other thing that confused me is um, they did sort of parallel his story with um, Wonder Woman's by saying that they both withdrew from the world when yeah, something yeah, traumatic nice happened little, to them. Um, I, I, I mean, I understand maybe she did like, have a century-long depression. people. And then he's like, well, where have you been for the last 50 years? Exactly. And I think yeah. that's a fair call out there. Yeah. And I, it did make me wonder, where, what has she been doing? And mm. I also feel like she should, you know, it's fair enough that she was depressed. That's interesting. I would love them to go into They the retconned it to say, like, it's like, I only appeared when it was needed. Like, you know, she, yeah. she has done certain things and, like, Which kept, is kept it kept yeah, Wonder thing. Woman 2 is apparently going to be set in the Cold War. So, I can't so it's like the Chronicles That's of Wonder Woman. Awesome. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, she's she's an agent of she. Uh, sorry, not she. Oh, <laughs> she's a secret agent. Yeah, she's she a secret is. Agent. She's a really secret yeah. agent. Yeah. After yeah. Steve Trevor's death, she sort of oh. takes the mantle of like, <laughs> um, with him. Yeah, yeah. The Steve Trevor callback by um, wow, that was a bit rude. That was ouch. Yeah, Man, everyone's like ooh. All the yeah, audience. he just like she almost put him through a wall for that. Yeah. Um, so good stuff. I was like, self-control woman, says yeah. the girl who can't right. stop eating cake. The only thing I haven't covered, just glancing at my notes, was I did manage to watch the entire run of The Punisher, which I don't think anyone else has had a chance to do, so I'll just wrap it up quickly. There was uh, 13 episodes, I believe, or have I got that mixed up with Star Trek? I'm pretty sure there was 13, um, which is a pretty average number for Marvel um, series and uh, I think yeah I don't know if I would have wanted to watch another one the way it was going it got progressive oh. it started off strong yeah. and just progressively fell apart Whoa. Um, it wasn't as bad as Iron Fist every action sequence pulled me back in there was high drama high tension high stakes you know these are humans these aren't superheroes these are just um, uh-huh. vulnerable uh, wounded warriors they ca- you know baggage the size of Bagram you know, um, so they're just walking around with all these issues and just trying to make the best of it. And uh, you know, there's a whole like he meets basically 
a big part of the series is uh, befriending Micro, who becomes his sidekick. If you ever read the comics, that's like his Alfred to his Batman. I so have been, yeah. no idea. Um, and, and I don't want to listen to any more details like the, about the van, show. They're always driving around in this black van, and then Punisher has the Mustangs. So, Ladies what? and gentlemen, Vin has taken just, off his headphones and put his fingers in his ears. And numbers. Have you Please. not read the comics? No, I never read them. Well, okay. But, I mean, these are characters that pop up instantly, and these things like the van, and I'm not going to give away any major plot points. Okay, the van, but, whatever. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Why would you think that's a spoiler? It's just a scene. It's like eye candy. Anyway, so my point is that basically, as much as I wanted to love it, there was too many plot holes for me to really just gingerly skip past. I was just... They did stick in my crawl. Do you think this um, is um, uh, a natural example of how Netflix series are going in general? Um, with the you mean like shows and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, because the last three Not just three the Marvel row, stuff, but in general. Like, they started really strong with Daredevil was perfection. Yep. Season two was also good. Um, Jessica Jones and I... And funnily enough, Luke Cage just wrapped filming their second season, so who knows where that's going. If it's the same team, then great. I'll watch the shit out of it. We're all in the bag for this stuff anyway. None of us aren't going to watch it. Who are we kidding? Um, but yeah, I just found it a little bit, I don't know, there were issues and I guess once we've all seen it, we can talk about those issues, but, um, I still strongly recommend if you're a fan at all going through them, um, cause you'll have a good, I mean, it's so well, the acting's just dead on. Um, but like the one thing I can say is that there's things the Punisher does, there's people that he Punishes uh, has to punish, with, <laughs> and a, a friend of mine who's a bigger fan of the Punisher and has read every comic in its run was like he would not do that. That's not who he is. That it goes, it sort of moves away from the. It's like seeing Batman fire guns, you know. Yeah, a little bit like that, um, and it is kind of addressed in one episode, but yeah. Anyway, so that's they they tried to go anyway. I don't want to give anything would spoil it, so let's just leave it there. I enjoyed it, but with reservations. So um, yeah, I think that's. I was going to like totally segue into another random topic. I hope yep. that's okay. Are you wrapped yep. up? Uh, I don't know if anyone else heard this. This could be a rumor, but I saw it recently today. Uh, apparently, Harley Quinn is getting her own series. Yeah, no, I saw that. Why Netflix series? And it doesn't even have the Joker. DC has its own streaming service. That's right, yeah, the Warner Brothers. Um, oh God, they're all doing it. Now. God, I'm, I love Warner Brothers. I grew up on their incredibly yes. racist cartoons. Oh. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh, yeah, Looney Tunes. <gasps> that's right, yeah. Yeah. But that's what I love. It's like, I love how at the beginning of the Looney Tunes cartoons, it's just like Warner Brothers has decided not to edit or change these shows because these are things of what how represent things work oh, yeah, in yeah. this time in this yeah. history. Yeah. This yeah. is our interpretation and stuff like that. And this, and like, You're talking about the crows? Like the crows and Dumbo, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's just in general, like, there's a lot of like. Um, Racial undertones, um, sexist undertones in because uh, you know these are cartoons from the forties and fifties. Yes, yeah. uh, that, that was acceptable yeah. behavior. And it's not like we're not going to shield you from this. We're just going to let you know, like, and you learn from you. You learn from the ignorance and bigotry from our history, and you learn from the mistakes. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. So, like, that's why we don't need to shelter people from this and um, or change art or important, you know. Facts or anything like that, like you know, you just if you're going to insult someone, make sure you do it with intention, yes. don't do it accidentally. Yeah, I think that's even worse if you ask me. I'm just like, if I want no. to insult someone, I want to do it because I wanted to, not because I accidentally hit something. All right, well, on that note, um, I think we had a good run, <laughs> yeah, and, that, that uh, was a very long run, yeah, um, too many tangents. Um, I'll keep that's notice what it's about, all about. The, 
the tangent count next time. Uh, it was a long one, but it was very enjoyable. I want to thank uh, Hazel for coming to the thank show you. today. Thanks for having uh, me. David, again, uh, for you know, bringing his brown goodness of mm. brownies. I'm not just a color, you know. That's not reducing to a Excuse me, I, I brought the cake. Can, can we just say that? But I didn't eat the cake. You guys ate all I know. Isn't, I t- Hazel, <laughs> isn't Hazel more of a type of brown anyway, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's true. That's very well, thank true. you very much, everybody, for listening to episode 19 of Banana Split. My name is Vin. Patrick. David. Hazel. All right, grab some dessert and get the hell out of here. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Brain Trust Brothers Network. For more information about this podcast or others, visit braintrustbros.com. 